Get that water out of the goddamn huddle. I tell you when you get a fucking water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Ali Bay. Today is August 4th, 2019. 35 days to kick off. Less than a week until preseason. First preseason game is Friday. We are playing Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. It's going to be at 7.30 p.m. on Friday, August 9th. I know what we'll be doing. Yeah. All of our preseason games are on Friday, except for the last one at the Cowboys is at, on Thursday at 8 p.m. Most everybody else's preseason games start Thursday. So we'll at least have football then. Us and the Vikings and Saints are the only ones playing Friday. And then Saturday, you got the Bengals at Chiefs, Rams at Raiders, and Cowboys at 49ers. That's going to be on the NFL Network, of course, because it's the Cowboys. And then everybody else is playing on Thursday. We are actually going to be on the NFL Network 7.30 p.m. Friday. Wow. Over the Vikings and Saints. Well, it's because we're we're playing the Steelers. The Steelers, yes. Man, see, (laughs) I thought the NFL Network was on the hype train. (laughs) Apparently not. No, nobody's on the hype train, man, but us. We are conductors of the hype train. Woo-woo! Football's right around the corner, man. Get amped up. I don't... If you can't be hyped in the preseason, I feel bad for you. I know. Like, when are you ever excited? There's the negative Nancy's on Twitter, and there's several who are perpetually down on the Bucks. I don't know why they're fans. I think that's a large part of being a Buccaneers fan. Kind of like with the Browns. They're just perpetual grouses. Yeah. But no, this year we're going to the Super Bowl, man. Going to do it. We're definitely going to the playoffs. I think so, too. Minimum will be in the hunt for the playoffs. We're going to play meaningful games in December for the first time in forever. Yeah, no kidding. Watch that interview with Bruce Arians on HBO's Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel. I hate that show. <laughs> I've always hated that show. Why? It's, it's just so sappy. You know, they're always about the drama. Yeah. Have little to do that. with football. But Bruce Arians on there. We didn't really learn anything that we didn't know before. Same old stuff. Except for he quit coaching after, like, his blood pressure went through the roof, and they said he probably, or he nearly had a stroke one game, something like that. He ain't going to have a stroke this time. He's got all of his duties delegated. He's got 175 coaches to do everything for him. He's not even walking around. He's driving around <laughs> in that little golf cart. I do worry about the heat with him, though. But He looks red, man, when he does his press conferences sometimes. I mean, just beat red in the face. Well, one, I think that that's kind of his complexion, because in his youth he was blonde so i think he's just very fair and one of those people that turns red but he's also against that red backdrop a lot so i think it reflects and makes him look redder plus he wears red mm-hmm. and plus he drinks a lot too so that'll do it he's got that the booze face going on yeah he likes his bourbon he was he, on that interview he was walking around with who was the andrea kramer andrea kramer and he's walking around, he's got his a glass of bourbon as he's walking around <laughs> with her at his house. On ice. Bourbon on ice. No fact checks or follow-ups. We did pretty good last podcast. And I didn't really listen for any fact checks or follow-ups. Um, so there's probably all kinds of errors the worst. in it. Yeah. Jacques Rogers has signed with the Saints. That really surprised me. I really thought he was going to go back to the Falcons with Cutter. I did too. I'd forgot all about it until it popped up. Sean Payton had announced it. 
I think it was Friday. I was really hoping that he would sign somewhere because I think he's an average running back. I liked him. Pretty good pass blocker. Now I wish he'd stayed in retirement. <laughs> now that he went to the Saints. Is he ever going to see any playing time over there? Probably not. He's behind Kamara and he's there on the running back. Latavius Murray. Oh, from Minnesota. Yes. They've got six running backs on their roster right now. One rookie, Devin Ozigbo. Divine. Divine. There's an E on the end of that. Could be Ralph or Fred for all. <laughs> you can pronounce it any way they want to. I don't know. Rogers will probably make the team. They got Dwayne Washington and Matt Days. Never heard of him. Came from San Francisco, apparently. So it'll probably be Alba Camara, Latavius Murray, Jacques Rogers, and Divine Ozigbo as their four running backs. Who knows? Who knows? They suck anyhow. So looking at Jenna Lane's tweets the other day, they're in practice. She's outside taking pictures of rainbows and sunsets. She said she left the red zone drills to go take those pictures. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I don't understand what she does. She was complaining about the heat on Friday night's practice. I think they went into the training facility and turned the temperature up to like 85. So they just said it was a sauna in there and she had a little video complaining about it. It's all about that sports science stuff. Greg yeah, Allman, I wanted to talk about this today. I'm glad that you brought it up. Yeah, Greg Allman wrote an article talking about the team sports science department led by Greg Skaggs. And they just brought somebody else in. They just had a new hire. I tell you what, man, the Glazers are spending a crap ton of money. We are now at the forefront of the, the health science departments in the NFL. Last year, we didn't even have one. Now we've got one of the best. Yeah, we hired Dave Hamilton as Director of Performance Science. This is per Greg Amon. He was an assistant athletic director at Penn State from 2016 until June. They had the temperatures up so high in the training facility because, according to the sports science guys, they want to keep the players' body temperatures at 101, 102. Did they say why? It's peak performance and... Probably keeps them from getting injured or something. I don't know. It's a really good idea. And this is why Bruce Arians is such a better coach, I think, than what we've seen in the past. Because getting clipboard carriers like Dirk Cutter, they don't pay attention to this kind of stuff. Bruce Arians is also having us practice at different times of the day because he says during the season, you're not going to always play at one o'clock. You don't get to pick when you get to play. So they're doing night practices. They're doing afternoon. They're doing early morning. Yeah. Our second game of the season is Thursday night at 830. Yeah. So I think they're getting prepared for that. Then we've got a London game. Week six, that's nine in the morning East Coast time, but you know, with jet lag and everything, it's gonna be like midnight for those guys. So yeah, we're we're all over the place this year as far as playing schedule. We got a lot of our games are at four four thirty. Really? Yeah, to start the season this year. I don't think we have a one o'clock game until like November. Wow. Something like that. It just goes to show Bruce Arians is paying attention to other things that matter. I mean, the little things things that can impact the game or impact performance or, you know, make the game go in your direction. We started doing game analytics, the Buccaneers did, about five years ago. I'm going to have to say that that's really not helping. (laughs) We got an analytics department at at one buck place five years ago, and I think we've had one winning season since. Funny you should say that. 
per Greg Allman, again, Tyler Oberly, the Buccaneers director of football analytics for the past five years, left the team for an analytics job outside of football. Well, maybe we'll get a new analytics guy that can help out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he was doing, but his math wasn't adding up right. It just kind of shows the difference between B.A. and Cutter. Cutter was such a numbers guy. Uh, he could tell you our kicking efficiency, you know, percent, or the number of explosive plays you need to go your way to win a game, like that kind of stuff. That's what he paid attention to. He seemed to be much more into the analytics the stats. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was obsessed with that explosive play stuff. Plays over 15 yards. So much so that it seemed like it affected our defense. I, I kind of got the impression that he told Mike Smith just to not allow the other team to get explosive plays, which he failed at that. But the way our defense played, it was like they didn't mind if you got four or five yards at a time. I mean, all of our defensive backs played off the receivers so much. You know, it wasn't until after he got fired that we ever even started playing any man coverage or press or anything. We were straight zone for the first, what, eight weeks? Ugh. It was horrible. There was one, it was one of the Bucks, one of the Joe Bucks, had said that he had heard somebody said, told him that Mike Smith called the same play 23 times in a row for the defense. What? And you could, if you watch the film, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I, they never changed back there hardly at all. Just a lot of that same same coverage. I can't believe our record was five and eleven with that kind of crap. I know. <laughs> like, how are we not zero and sixteen? I know. He he phoned it in so bad, man. He he's out of the league now. He ain't never gonna play again. Never coach again. He's just like he had what three years with us, where he uh, was basically like a vacation for him. I think. Yeah, no kidding. And that one little stretch at the end of 2017 where our defense stepped it up. But other than that, it's bad stuff, man, bad stuff. Ain't going to be that way this year. Do you think this emphasis on performance science is going to make a difference? Don't know. You know, this is a game of inches, and if it can help you know, just a little bit, it'll be a good thing. I don't think people should put too much into it. I do think it gives us a better chance as far as injuries go. Man, we got to do something. Cause they, we just, it's been so year, bad the past few years. One of these days I'm going to sit down and do some analysis on that as to how the Buccaneers fare injury-wise. It just seems like every year we just get hit with a ton of injuries. And that was huge last year. I mean, our whole secondary was down at one point. Yeah. But then how much of that is we play bad so the players quit and right. they're injured? Yeah, so how quits. much of that has been going on for the past decade? Yeah. Well, and that's part of BA's coaching philosophy now. If you're injured, next man up, and he's might take your job. So they have a disincentive to be injured. As it should be. Yeah. I was trying to remember that guy's name. Wally Pip? Wally Pip. <laughs> Wally Pip. You don't want to be a Wally Pip. I wonder who Bruce Arians is going to get... Story-wise, he said he's going to change his story because nobody, all these players are so young, they don't know who Wally Pitt and Lou Gehrig is anymore. <laughs> right. So he's got to find another uh, story. Tom to Brady and Drew Bledsoe. That's a good That's one. That's a perfect That's one. That's a perfect one, yeah. Although Drew Bledsoe did come back during the playoffs, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I've got to check on that because I'm not going to do a fact check on that. I'm going to do it right now. So, yeah, he played against Pittsburgh in the playoffs in January 27, 2002. Attempted 21 passes, completed 10. Ended up winning. But he didn't start that game. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, he never got a starting job back from Tom Brady. Right. 
That'll teach you. He did go on to play with other teams, and he played Buffalo until for... 2006. But was he a starter there? Yes, he was. He he played for. I don't remember that from 2002 to 2005. No, wait, to 2004. 2002, 2004 with Buffalo. Then he played for Dallas in 2005, started 16 games there. And then in 2006, started six games and that ended his career. It's probably about the time they got Tony Romo. Good old Tony. Best announcer in sports. Speaking of injuries, we do have some injury updates from camp. Uh Or injury concerns, maybe not updates. I heard Levante David was. Yeah, he's got a little knee knee issue. He's going to be reevaluated. He's, he's got a little knee issue. So yeah. Like his little knee is bothering him, or? Yes. It's, it's tiny, a minor it's tiny knee, knee issue. <laughs> his tiny knee that he. <laughs> Roy Cummings is reporting that Donovan Smith, oh, he. this is his opinion, but in his opinion, he doesn't see Donovan Smith playing in the preseason opener or maybe the preseason at all. He says that Achilles tendon has him walking on eggshells. This is the guy we signed. A large part of it was because he never gets hurt. Yeah, and now he's hurt. So we'll see. Maybe it's not an issue. Again, that's Roy Cummings' opinion. Mm-hmm. The team hasn't really said anything. I don't know as far as training camp, whether he's been practicing. Yeah, he was out. He was just out that day or two. Yeah, that's I mean, what I thought too, but I think he's kind of been in and out. JPP posted a picture on Instagram without his neck brace on. Wouldn't it be something if he comes back? Like, real quick, like before he's supposed to, about a month. What What if he starts the first game? Wouldn't that be something? It would be. Well, that's what B.A. said. He's such a freak healer. Yeah, fast healer. And he wants to be out there. That's his superpower. He heals. He's like Wolverine. <laughs> not a bad superpower to have. No, not at all. Especially if you're a football player. <laughs> and when he's 30, I think he's 30. Yep, 30 years old. Born January 1st, 1989. Don't. <laughs> Give me a look. The right guard position is heating up. Beninok didn't go yesterday, Saturday. He did He did practice? I think so. <clears throat> um, I don't know if that was injury related, but Rendax is saying, mm, I don't know if he's going to keep his job. Alex Kappa, per Greg Amon, has been holding down the, writing gar- the right guard job. Interesting. He didn't do he didn't do too bad last year when he was rotating with Benenock. He's just young. Those guys take so long to develop. I will be surprised if Kappa gets it over somebody like Earl Watford. I haven't heard a thing about Earl Watford. Yeah, me neither. But he's BA's guy. I actually heard somebody mention Cole Boozer was out there. I did too. Yeah. And actually BA mentioned him in his press conference. Did he? Yeah, you call him Boozer. Boozer. <laughs> <laughs> But Michael Lidke, Colt Boozer, Alex Kappa, and Caleb Beninock have been with the team for a number for a few years. I think they're they're it's about time for them to step up and start doing something. Yeah, put up or shut up. But it was weird to me when Donovan Smith was out that they didn't have Lidke in replacing him. They had Caleb Beninock replacing him. I thought in, I thought Beninock, in training camp. Yeah, I thought Beninock was a right tackle. You know, he's behind Demar Dodson. I wonder if they're just trying to see what he can do. Well, he got whooped by Noah Spence. I know. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel bad for him. He is just always crapped on. Some of it's justified. We have five quarterbacks on our roster right now. We're going to keep possibly three. So we know Jameis Winston's going to be there. Blaine Gabbert most likely is going to get the second string nod. Yeah, I think so. I don't know about Ryan Griffin. 
We signed Vincent Testaverde the other day. Nick, Nick Fitzgerald is still injured right. on the NFI. If he doesn't get his stuff together, I think he's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So between Ryan Griffin and Vinny Testaverde Jr. It would probably be Ryan Griffin. Yeah, that's what I think, too. But we'll get a chance on Friday to see what they all can do. Oh, that's going to be exciting. I wonder if the first string will even play. I think they will. I think they'll do a series. Yeah, probably. We're probably going to see a lot of Noah Spence, the defensive backs. They'll probably be out there quite a bit. The new guys we drafted, VH3. Because none of them are established yet. So, BA is going to want to see them on the field in a game situation. And I think it's important for the young guys especially to get acclimated to the speed of the game, even though they won't really be going at full speed. But I'm sure it's a lot different than college. And they will be going up against... Mason Rudolph, most likely, quarterback, backup quarterback for Ben Roethlisberger of the Steelers. You mean but, we're not going to get to chase after Big Ben? Is he hurt? He's usually... He's always hurt. I know. But he plays hurt. Yeah. They have two wide receivers named Deontay. They got a Deontay Johnson and a Deontay Spencer. What are the odds of that? Yeah, so we probably won't get their first string offensive line. Marquise Pouncey, he's not going to play. So... Our defense will be going up against their second stringers, third stringers, most of the game. I don't know. B.A. might want to punch them in the mouth. Yeah, he's going to want to win this game. <laughs> he's going to want to embarrass them, I think. At Pittsburgh, too. Yeah. Homecoming. We'll do a preview later in the week for the game. I'm going to look up what Pittsburgh's been doing during training camp, kind of what their storylines are. So we'll talk about that later in the week. Okay, that'd be a good idea. They finished putting up the murals. I saw that. Oh. Yeah. So Jameis got back up there, him and OJ. That was so weird they didn't put him up last year. Yeah. I think it was a, obviously it's a marketing decision, but because of the negative press around him. But still, I think they still should have put him up there. Yeah. And then, who else made it? Oh, the Dhammakong Su and Vita Vea. Which you were saying, you predicted that one, didn't you? Yes. Excited about that one. I'm just, here we go. I'm just bummed Jared McCoy doesn't get to come to the stadium to see. <laughs> oh, 15 minutes in. No, uh, it's 26. And it wasn't even you that did it. Normally you do. I know. Yeah, it's a shame that he couldn't come to Raymond James Stadium this year to see the Domicon suit big old picture up there. It's on the southeast corner. Vita does not look all that enthused in the picture. Let me see it. He looks a little grumpy, but... Is he pointing? I think so. Okay. Well, good. I wanted to be grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to ragdoll some people. And then Sue's got like his game face. He looks mean. Nice. Happy about that. Who else have we got? We got James Winston and OJ Howard on one. Mike Evans and Godwin on another, right? Uh-huh. Vita Vea and Damakong Sue on the third one. Who's on the fourth one? I don't know. Yeah, this one should have been a no-brainer. It's Levante and Devin White. I can't believe we didn't remember that one. I know. <laughs> and the... the, the the one with Mike Evans has got Godwin on it, right? Yeah. I guess he's going to be the second wide receiver. For now, he is. I don't know how much one of those murals costs. They're huge. I know. I bet they're quite a few grand. Are they painted on? No, I don't think so. I don't know. It's easily really It's easily 25000 for all four of those. Easily. Worth every penny. <laughs> Worth every penny. I want one for my house. I know. Just the whole outside. Maybe we can get the house wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get my car wrapped for years. You should do it. Buccaneers. 
wrap. Yeah. Like BA's golf cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks sweet, man. I don't have anything else except this one last thing. People earlier in free agency had maybe tossed around the idea of us getting Morris Claiborne. And I think Joe Buck's fan. The defensive back? Yeah. Had an article about it. Well, he's facing a four-game suspension for violating the substance abuse policy. Dang. He hasn't been picked up the team by a team, and he's appealing, so it could be reduced. Well, there you go. Glad we didn't get him. I know. He was, he was a weird one. He's, I wanted him in the draft, and then he ended up really not doing good at Dallas. He was notorious. He was always getting flagged. Always. Every, I feel like every time they went to him, they threw it to his side of the field, and he was getting a flag. Bashad Breland is a quarterback I really liked. At, he ended up playing for the Redskins. I liked him. He's somewhere else now. Where is he? But it's weird. You just don't have... Quarterbacks just aren't like they used to. They don't make them like Deion Sanders anymore. Yeah, you don't get the Deion Sanders or the Daryl Revises. You got Patrick Peterson in Arizona. But yeah, uh, Bashad Breeland is now with the Packers. He played with them last year. He only started five games with them. Played in seven. That's really weird. So apparently he's not even a first stringer. Well, their defense is kind of a mess anyway. Yeah, last year was... A <laughs> Can we say abnormality with the Packers? They were a shit show. He's not even on their roster now. No, he's with the Kansas City Chiefs now, starting for them. I remember when Morris Claiborne was drafted. That was the year that we got Mark Barron. Mm. And that was a weird one. I think he was like a top five pick, wasn't he? Wasn't uh, he number five? Number seven, I think. Something like that. But of everyone in the draft class, you wanted Morris Claiborne. And that's why the draft is such a crapshoot. You just never know. I, t- I try not to get into the draft because if you get excited about a player and you don't get them, you really feel like crap. Yeah. And then you like longingly watch their career at some <laughs> other team, you know? I try not to pay any attention to the draft until after we pick and then I'll look guys up. That's a really interesting approach to it. I don't because I feel like you never know with a player. No, you don't. It's just, you know, they they might go top 10 in a draft and be a total bust. You just never know. So I don't get invested in them for that reason. I want to say it's a 50-50 shot. I remember me and you doing some research on that a while back on how the first-round draft picks did. I think we just took the first-round draft picks for the past 20 years or something like that. And most of them were out of the league relatively quickly it was it was like 50 there was like 50 percent chance you were going to hit on a player that would be with your team for a full contract you know as a starter for your first round picks but then and then once you go past the first round then the odds get real crazy i mean once you get to i think third and beyond the odds that they're going to make the team are like 20 percent maybe i don't even think it's that high speaking of guys drafted in those rounds matt gay this kicking competition is crazy it's it's been a long time since we've had two good kickers on the team. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they're just about even. Matt Gay, he made one in practice that was like 62 yards. Hmm. But Cairo isn't doing bad either. It's about the same. And so what do you think? Like, if they're if they're at about even, who do you think has a better chance to make it? Matt Gay. You think so? Yes. My only issue with him is that he's not proven in an NFL game. Like, we know... Cairo shows up. 
Right. That is the, the big issue there. You never know once that stress gets on on the... Yeah, like look at Roberto Aguayo. Yeah, let's not... <laughs> let's not bring that up again. <laughs> let's not look at him. Let's not talk about him. <laughs> he who shall not be named. Uh-uh-uh. But you got to say, say Jason Lane's got some balls to draft another kicker. <laughs> I know. Maybe we could keep Cairo, too, just in case, like a fail-safe. I don't know. Then you always got Matt Gay, like, looking over his shoulder. <laughs> We're not going to waste a draft spot on a – or a roster spot on a kicker. Yeah, I guess so. Pretty sure. But, you know, once the if, – if Matt Gay doesn't work out, we'll do like we always do and just pick up some dude on the streets. You yeah. Know? Maybe Cairo will still be available. Yeah. There's always plenty of kickers to choose from, just not plenty of good kickers to choose from. <laughs> right. It seems like there's such a dearth of good kickers. You know, and I'm talking about the like the elite level kickers, uh, Adam Vinatieri and stuff. Yeah. And you would think that it's a it is a skill that you'd be able to master. Yeah, just practice. Yeah, and it seems like you would be able to get really good. But I don't know, man. It just seems like kickers just they don't seem to be as. Uh, Good as you would think they would be. It must be a lot, lot harder than it seems like. I mean, I've kicked before, not like in a game or anything, but, you know, out playing with the guys and you hold the football and you kick it to the field goal. I don't know. It just didn't seem that difficult. <laughs> you know, I really feel like if I had six years of constant practice on it, I'd be pretty good. Right. But I don't know. It's one of those things, man. O.J. Howard's parents bought an ice cream truck, or he bought an ice cream truck for them. So they're like retired. Now they're driving around an ice cream truck, giving out, you know, I, I guess they're taking money. I don't know. I don't think they're doing it for free. But it's called O.J.'s Frozen Treats. Do they live in Tampa? No. They actually drove it from Alabama to Tampa the other day and served some ice cream at one buck place in the stadium. But they're from Alabama, so that's where they do the ice cream truck. Apparently, you know, he's like a hometown hero. And they everybody there knows who O.J. Howard is, which is a good thing, because if I saw an ice cream truck that said O.J.'s Frozen Treats on it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking there's probably some dead bodies in there or something. You'd be looking for the glove. Yes. O.J. the juice. <laughs> so, yes, apparently they all, in his hometown, he's a hometown hero. So everybody knows that O.J.'s Frozen Treats is... O.J. Howard's parents' truck. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting story. It was it was a neat little read. Uh, that Gre- was Greg Allman. Greg Allman had it. And, uh, you know, it was just about them <laughs> buying this truck. It was in Missouri. And they, they bought a plane ticket out there. And the wife didn't know how far away Missouri was. And they had to drive the truck back. <laughs> it was it was interesting. It's just a very, very unique thing to do. Yeah. You know, here it is. You can do whatever you want with your life. What do you want to do? Hey, I want to sell ice cream out of an ice cream truck. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just different. Yeah. be a pretty easy thing. Hey, but, you know, if you like kids, that is the way to do it because you're making kids happy all day long. Yeah. You know, and they probably do. They probably really enjoy kids. So. I would hope so. Yeah. You don't want somebody that hates kids <laughs> handing out ice cream to them. <laughs> I'd be really suspect of this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say they came up for training camp. Yes, and they were giving out ice creams to the players. I want to say, because I remember reading about that. It was a while back, and I thought, well, they're just trying to ship one up Gerald McCoy with his, <laughs> his ice cream truck he used to get for camp. He did that at the Panthers. I know. We talked about it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen anything about him. I haven't been. I've, I've been busy this week, so I haven't been following much news or anything. It's kind of like the calm before the storm. I'm trying yeah. to like give my brain a rest because that's it. Starting this week, it's like 
football consumes my life. I feel like the summer is almost over at this point. Now that football's coming. And then all the back-to-school sales are going on now, too. Well, it's August. The summer is I almost know. over. I know. It makes me sad. I don't feel like I got enough summer. You work in an office, so it's like the seasons don't mean anything. <laughs> they do, though. Like, when I get to go outside. From the, the get, office to your car. Yeah, I get 30 minutes of exercise a day. <laughs> Where do you get so 30 minutes? People, I mean, I'm stuck in my office. They let me out 30 minutes a day. Where? It's just a joke. Oh, it's funnier when I tell it in the office. Okay, gotcha. That's <laughs> a, that's oh, Molly, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, they only let me out 30 minutes a day for some exercise. That's a location joke. Yeah, yeah I guess so. You have to be there. <laughs> Inside office humor. I always get a laugh. Was it, is it a courtesy laugh? I don't know. I'll tell you next time <laughs> I tell the joke. <laughs> God, how often do you say this? Well, I try not to tell it to people I've already told it to. Do you keep a list? I just know. It's oh, yeah. Steel, Steel trap. trap. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure you've never told the same person twice. Probably not. Oh, I appeared on another podcast last week. Y'all should check it out. Talking about the Bucks. Yeah, she did a good job. One thing I do have issue with you is that uh, you said that every game I've been to with the Buccaneers has, <laughs> has, I knew you were gonna bring has this been up. a loss. Every game you've been with to the Buccaneers has been a loss, I know, but I've only been to two. You've been to, what, like six? And I've only gone with you. I've only gone with you. You've gone without me, and they've always lost. Right, so... So you're the common denominator. You don't know if you go that they're going to win. I know. I need to go by myself. I see what you're trying to get (laughs) at here. I went... I've seen them back in the glory days, and we still lost. I mean, back when we were winning... Ten games a year on the regular. Just think they could have been eleven and five if you would have stayed home. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the game went into overtime, man. This was a horrible, horrible game. Went into overtime. We were playing the Washington Redskins, and that's when they had Deion Sanders. And we kicked the ball. This was back before the overtime rules changed. This was back when whoever scored first, any score whatsoever, wins. We kicked the ball off in overtime. Deion Sanders returned the ball all the way to the 35-yard line. They basically just kneeled on it three times and, punt and kicked a field goal. Oh, it was devastating because we, we were kicking their butt all game long. Deion Sanders. How many fights did we get into on the way back to the three. car? <laughs> yeah, so the podcast I was on was IE Sports Radio. Check it out. They did a eight divisions in eight days, so he got fans from every division. To it, come in and talk about their team. Yeah, and each interview he does with a fan is 40 minutes to an hour long. Yeah, mine was like an hour. That guy was hustling, man. He he did 32 teams, each one with an hour-long interview. Yeah. Yeah, each division, their, podca- their podcast is like four hours. Yeah, so Molly was up first, so you don't have to sludge through the Falcon Saints and... <laughs> Carolina buffoons. I did listen to the Falcons guy who said that anyone who thinks the Bucks are going to be anything but last place or biased. At least he didn't say delusional. Or did he? No, he said biased. Okay. Fair enough. I'm biased. I'm not going to lie. Doesn't make me wrong. I'm biased towards truth. <laughs> it's your truth, Ralph. <laughs> and my truth says we are going to win the division, go to the playoffs this year. See, my bar is a little bit lower. I think we can. I think a wild card spot is more realistic. I'd be happy with a wild card spot. Yeah. I just think the Saints are too well rounded. Man, you know, Drew Brees is going to fall apart eventually. This could be his year. Oh, that's true. He He's had shoulder problems. Well, he for the last always, few years. for the past five years, 
maybe even longer, the last half of the season, man, that guy can't throw more than 10 yards. You look weak out there. That's when they really get the running game going. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Camara has a good run. They need their defense to step up at that point. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us. We're going to have another podcast out Wednesday. Uh, hopefully Molly will have, what did you say you were going to do, a review on the Pittsburgh game coming up? Yeah, I'll do a preview. That'll be fun. Always Maybe like, on Friday. Always like your previews. Okay, yeah, so. Because the game will be that, that night. Yeah, that would be a better idea. We'll have it for the Friday podcast. So Wednesday, probably more of the same. We'll yeah, I don't know what we're going to talk catch about. Catch up on news and get amped up about the games coming up. All guys. Till next time. Go Bucks.